Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Again, everyone, and welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. Uh, please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Network Radio mobile app so that you could have access to all of our station's content. And if you would be so kind where you see Joe and I on social media, primarily the Frontline TV on YouTube, the Frontline TV, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff, hit the little bell that really helps us out. At least that's what we're told. And at least until YouTube decides they're going to drop the hammer on us, which could happen at any moment. But until then, you got no excuse. Uh, help Joe and I out. And today, we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Mario Costabile, who is the executive director of Array of Hope. And I want to just introduce Mario to our audience. Mario Costabile is a founding member and executive director of Array of Hope, which is a media channel and app for Roku, Apple TV, tablets, and all smartphones offering faith-filled content to its viewers. Professionally speaking, Mario's been a successful music and film producer for over four decades. He's produced content for film, television, and the recording business. Among the notable organizations he's done work for, MTV, VH1, Fuse H, Discovery Channel, Sci-Fi Channel, off-Broadway productions. I mean, I could go on and on. Mario's done it all. Yamaha Music, Sony Music, Atlantic Records, Universal. Mario has also created and produced many programs that regularly air on Catholic radio and television networks such as EWTN, which Veritas is an affiliate of, the Catholic Television Network, the Catholic Faith Network, Salt and Light Media, Shalom World TV, and the net. In 2020, Mario was awarded the Legatus Bowie Kuhn Special Award for Evangelization, award which recognizes an individual who has exhibited significant efforts to spread the good news of Jesus Christ among his peers. Mario is a devout Catholic family man committed to utilizing his talents to do God's will in the development of Array of Hope and its vision to unite families and help them grow closer to God. Mario Costabile, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. This is exciting. Uh, what an introduction, man. I, I bet it'd be interesting today. <laughs> you will be. I love it. I love it. We got three Italian guys from New Jersey. We can't yeah, I miss. Feel, uh, I feel like this is the Italian connection we're doing. <laughs> listen, listen, there's a little providence going on here. That's a, hey, can we talk? Mistake. Can we talk a little Italian, like from, you know, New York and stuff? You know what I mean. Forget about it. Listen, you, we can put out all that. Listen, the, <laughs> the more of that, the more entertaining it'll be. Trust me. But wow. thank you, Mario. Thank you for yeah. being on the show. What you're yeah. doing is important with the Array with array of Hope. Mm. Uh, so we definitely, we're excited to have our audience and ourselves and Joe and I to know more about your organization. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. We'll start with a prayer. Yeah, Mary, we always start with the prayer because all good sure. things start with the prayer. Wonderful. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O oh, most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help and sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us, amen. amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Mary, before we start talking about the Array of Hope channel, I, I got to yeah. ask you, um, you know, you went from like MTV, I read your bio, uh, you know, obviously listen to what Joe Pasillo just said. You also work for Def Jam Records, and now you're working for the man upstairs. I mean, that's quite <laughs> a jump. Yeah. Uh, you got to tell yeah. us, how did that evolve? Well, uh, Joe did say it took about 40 years, right? So uh, it, it was an evolution. Um, it really uh, it really paralleled my own faith journey. Um, you know, early on in, in my career, I was uh, uh, very, um, uh, very rambunctious and very driven 
to success. Uh, I was a musician when I started and uh, uh, I was involved in all kinds of media and production. And in doing that, uh, you kind of get lost in that world. So I have to say early on in my uh, Catholic journey, I, I wasn't really a devout Catholic, let alone a Catholic that really believed in the teachings of the church. So there was a journey that happened. There was a, a um, uh, there was a plan that the Lord had uh, 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 prepared for me. And part of that journey was really just being involved in, in what I loved initially, which was music and production. And, and I got to meet and learn and do all kinds of things in, in the recording business. Uh, I created many, many commercials and, and jingles for television and um, all in part really preparing me for the uh, the importance of evangelization. So uh, I'm giving you a little bit of context to explain, you know, how I got from A to Z, because it's kind of a, a long story. But anyway, as I was involved in my career, you know, I was, you know, I became successful, uh, married a, a wonderful Catholic woman. Uh, we raised our kids Catholic, but as I share with you, um, as I got older, there seemed to be a void. There seemed to be a uh, disconnect with purpose, uh, meaning. Uh, love my family. We raised our kids Catholic. Uh, but then when I hit my 50s, I, I didn't have a, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, really a, a midlife crisis, but I had a crisis of faith. I was really questioning, you know, all things God, all things religion. Uh, was the Catholic Church the one true church? Was God really who he was? He said he was. Uh, were the sacraments real? You know, all these things. And through a multiple of instances in my life, um, I realized that, you know, true happiness, true joy lies in understanding, you know, uh, the church and understanding who God is. Um, and when I, there were multiple things that happened in my life. There were three instances that were very uh, traumatic and very um, transformative. Uh, but when those things happened, I realized that uh, I heard a calling and that calling was to use your gifts and talents to glorify me my church, uh, and to make people understand uh, who I am, meaning, you know, Christ, you know, the Lord speaking to me. Uh, and uh, uh, the biggest thing I had to do is to be obedient. And at that time, I, I invested a lot of time uh, in prayer. Uh, I started to going to daily mass and, and I had enough uh, courage and trust to be obedient. And, and that was that point in time, it was around 2010, that I started my transformation from the secular uh, professional uh, music and film producer to figuring out how I'm going to start a nonprofit. I had zero clue uh, and how I was going to evangelize. And I had zero way uh, background on becoming an evangelist and sharing the message. So um, that's sort of my five-minute elevator pitch uh, explaining how I got. That was a big question. There, Joe. No, it's good though. I always it's really interesting. I see. I can say from my own personal point of view, Mario Costabile, who's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. I was an actor in another life. Okay, mm. thought that that's what I wanted to do. I have um, didn't do what you did, but I, I, I you know, I was in that. I, you know, I, we probably ran in some of the same circles. You know, doing yeah. the doing the off-Broadway stuff and, 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 and hanging with the, you know, like, like the, the actor types in the, in the West village and the East sure. village and, mm -hmm. you know, everybody, an Italian guy from New Jersey, we all want to be Robert De Niro back in the day, you know, like that <laughs> or type Joe, of thing. Or Joe uh, Pesci. Or Joe hey. Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about Robert De Niro. Joe, hey. I'll take Joe Pesci. I like Joe Pesci. Um, <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this yeah. in your experience. A lot of people have a view of, let's say the art, especially in our area here, right? In the, in the mm -hmm. Northeast, New York in particular, that, that the, the artistic community is monolithically opposed to the Catholic faith. And, and I, I know there's a lot of people who are, a lot of people who are either non-religious, all right, or, or maybe even sometimes blatantly anti-Catholic or anti-God to begin with. Um, do you find that? Because I, I, I experienced, I mean, listen, I've experienced a lot of that. I also met a lot of good people in that industry. I think a lot of times people are afraid to maybe open their mouth about their faith um, for fear they'll, they'll be maybe mocked or shunned. Or what do you, What's your experience with that? What's your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think uh, as you're expressing it, it's an even balance. There's some people that are staunch atheists and don't believe in God. And there are some people that do have a faith and uh, there's some people that are spiritual. Uh, I, I found and work with the full gamut of, of people that uh, had a uh, spiritual and, and, and faith sort of um, journey. 
And uh, uh, I learned from that along the way. I mean, uh, you know, it really gave me uh, an understanding that there's a wide diversity of, of where people are in their faith journey. Everyone's on a journey. Uh, the thing that I realized, uh, however, as I grew closer to God, is that um, the journey uh, that God has for them sometimes is blinded within the individual on that journey. They don't realize that God is seeking them, wants them to be part, wants God to be part of their uh, their everyday uh, relationship. And, and that's what uh, I learned as I got more and more involved in my own spirituality. People are afraid, uh, people are not trusting, uh, and there's a lot of um, just confusion and, and misunderstanding regarding their, their church or their faith, or even let alone the Catholic church, um, which is really part of what we do, right? We try to, you know, uh, set the, set the, 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 um, sort of the disbelief or the, uh, the doubt, uh, and try to align them and, and try to give them hope that there is something that's beautiful that you might be missing in your life, you know? You Amen, know, it's brother. funny, as you were talking about, like, your journey, I, I think, like, because, you know, we're three Italian guys from New Jersey. Um, culturally, that's another radio show. That is, that is. We, <laughs> that we, could, we could have a spinoff. Um, there's no doubt. Mario, Mario, after we're done, we'll talk after the show, Mario. <laughs> I mean, but, but culturally, you know, like, you see movies like Fatso, you see movies like even like The Godfather. We're Catholic. Like Italians came here to the Northeast um, and they're Catholic and then they got absorbed into the culture. But the seeds of baptism are always being sown. And as you Mm. were talking, that's what I was thinking to myself, because I didn't grow up in like one of those like like Franciscan University families or like, you know, like the the, the Christendom family where you have like this, the eight year old girl with the veil on her head. That wasn't my family. We went to church. But mm-hmm. but God's baptism, the baptism, the mark, it's indelible. And it, it and to be honest with you, you said something that I want to expand upon. I was obedient. Mm. You see, that's the key. Those seeds are constantly germinating in people, but you responded. And, yeah. and that's I want to talk about that because I think that's everybody who's been baptized. You mm. gotta step out. We're gonna talk about that as the as the show moves forward. But talk about that obedience part because I'm gonna be honest with you. Men have an issue with it. I don't listen to anybody. I run my own show. You took a different route. I give you credit for it. Yeah, I, I think the uh, obedience goes hand in hand with pride and ego. I think as a man in particular, <clears throat> uh, you know, you feel that you know it and you can handle, uh, you know, it on your own and uh, not completely understanding the power of grace that is given to us by the sacraments. Uh, most men that are disconnected from understanding what the sacraments are, are uh, less likely to be obedient because they figure, ah, you know, I'm okay right now, or yeah, that can't, I, I, God doesn't want me to do that, or that's gonna be too hard, that's crazy. That's a crazy thought, you know? So I think men uh, play a lot of games with themselves because they like to be in control and they like to uh, really be able to direct their own lives, you know? Um, So um, obedience, in my opinion, becomes easier um, the closer you're connected to the sacraments and the supernatural grace that they deliver. Um, I can't, you know, I can't share that enough. I mean, I... uh, Part of my transformative experience was experiencing the power of the sacrament. And um, I was so doubtful of that initially, you know, uh, when I was searching, you know, I didn't even really understand where they came from, let alone the validity and the power that they packed. So I think um, obedience uh, becomes easier with virtue uh, uh, and it builds up with being close to the sacraments, in my opinion. Excellent. I, I, I think that's so important. Mario Costabile joining us here at the front line with Joe and John, the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. I had a friend of mine ask me, he says, or he pointed out, he says, I don't know, he wants to come back to the church. And, and I had to give him my experience because he was like, I don't know if I'm able to put all these things down. I said, the church will help you. The grace will help you. If you wait to be perfect, you'll never go into the church. Mm, no, it, yeah. it, you're going there because you're not perfect. You're going there mm. for perfection. I would emphasize yeah. that to Mario, screaming from the hilltop. Stop thinking you have to 
God's grace through the sacraments is what's going to transform you, not some decision of your will. And then you walk through the front door of the church and say, hey, I'm here. That's not the way it works. Mm. Having said that, I want to get into a ray of hope. That's why Mario Costabile is here. He is the executive director. So where did, in your journey, you got back to the church, where did the, um, what's the genesis of mm. a ray of hope? Where, how'd you get yeah. this idea? Where did it come from? Yeah. So, um, you know, the core of who I am is I'm a musician by trade. I, I produced and had a recording studio for many, many years and I got involved in film in 2000. So um, I was producing a Christian band uh, around 2007 and I knew nothing about Christian music. And uh, where do you go to learn about Christian music? You go to Nashville. So I went to Nashville and hung out a little bit there. And, uh, uh, you know, I met artists like um, Casting Crowns, uh, Mercy Me, Amy Grant, uh, all these really amazing, I don't know if you know any of these guys, uh, but they're amazing they're, they're amazing Christian bands. And I was really taken back by, um, first of all, the quality uh, of how good they were musically, uh, their events and how they praised and worship and their big systems and their visuals and and the power of how they evangelized and, and, and touched the heart, uh, engaged the Holy Spirit. Uh, that was right at the beginning and, and sort of the middle of part of my own transformation, uh, getting closer, my reversions back to the Catholic faith. And, and that's when the, the Lord, the first step kind of hit me over the head and said, look, I kind of said to myself, I had this this feeling. I said, yo, I wish we could do this as Catholics. You know, this is crazy. <laughs> the New York really came out. And, uh, you know, the Lord kind of said, well, just do it. Do it. You do it. And I said, I can do this. I mean, this is, I create concerts. I can do music. I could do this whole thing. So that was the beginning of a ray of hope. And I immediately went back and I was working with another gentleman. And I said, look, we're going to put on these concerts. We're going to do like Steubenville on steroids at the local gymnasium in the basement. And we did. I called a bunch of priests, said, look, this is my idea. Let's, would you be open to this? And I said, yeah, sure. This sounds great. And those were the first few shows. And it was like we, the smoke machine, the lights. I, I put together a bunch of bands. My band was very musical. So I got my kids involved. You know, I mean, my oldest at the time was 24 and my youngest was uh, 14. And all four of them were up there singing and playing instruments. And it was really cool. Um, as it evolved, and my own spiritual journey evolved and my own understanding of the Catholic faith. Initially, it was just like, you know, uh, sort of a revival. Let's get some good music in there. We'll share a little bit the importance of who God is. And But I realized that, you know, uh, the culture needed really to understand the church. And it became very clear that this has to be 100% Catholic. It has to be distinctly Catholic. Uh, so we started talking about the saints. We started talking about the sacraments. We started talking about, you know, uh, our blessed mother. So really make it specific, uh, in, in, immersed with entertainment and humor and great music and all this stuff. We started talking about, hey, you know, we got some people in heaven that pray for us all the time. You know who they are? It's the saints. Hey, you know, so through that kind of um, immersion, uh, a ray of hope really started to grow. And we started to create these transitional films. Uh, it became very thematic. The theme was faith, hope, and love and culminated with prayer. It's like a Broadway show. And we did this for, you know, for, for many, many years and continue to do it. And then it evolved into doing retreats. And a lot of the films that we started creating for the events uh, were very well received and, and encouraged us to create events for uh, shows and films for television, which we did. Uh, and that's uh, that's in part the journey of A Ray of Hope for the first eight years, really. Awesome. No, it's amazing. I mean, it is. Um, it is. How do you... But, like, no, did, we're, we're, who were we talking about recently? I mean, that's really what it comes down to is, uh, Mario, we were, uh, I think we were talking to, to Father Carter Griffin, I, I think, and we were, we were discussing, you know, St. Paul said you have to become all things to all people. Mm. I can't do what you do. Okay, mm -hmm. I can I can act, but I can't put on a. I, I'm not a film director, you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm not. I don't do that. I I can't put on a show. But everybody's got their talent. Everybody's got their role in evangelization. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I try to tell people, you can't be everything. Paul says one guy's a preacher, one guy's a teacher. I think that was actually the reading recently. Okay, it was a reading so today. It was, one, <laughs> was a reading today. One guy's a preacher. One guy. And and I think that it's beautiful what you say. You recognized what you could offer in evangelization, and then went ahead and did it. Again, always the decision to say, okay, I got it here. Now let me make it out. 
I applaud you, brother. I sorry, I wanted to just say that, but I'm gonna hand it over to Joe. You you mentioned like some of the the specifics of like what you're doing, but how do you like partner? I'm sure you partner with uh, different like churches, archdioceses to basically help produce because they have events. I'm sure that you know your your channel can kind of like partner with them. What are some of the things that you've done and or can do to help archdioceses or apostolates out there? <laughs> okay, so uh, we're talking about the channel. You want me to move yeah. into? Yeah, I, I just want to give you some context. So uh, what the channel does. So uh, when COVID hit, uh, an event organization such as ours went into panic mode. We had probably about 50 events in March booked and they all went away. And um, <clears throat> so uh, we had to sort of reinvent ourselves as far as a, a venue or a conduit to be able to evangelize. And one of the things that um, I saw that was a possibility is the creating a platform that was virtual. Now there were other virtual platforms sort of developing, uh, but the Array of Hope content, the Array of Hope event is very engaging, very interactive. We bring people on stage, we do trivia games with them, we sing them, have them sing along with the band, we teach them dance steps. It's very engaging. I said, well, how are we gonna bring this level of excitement to a screen uh, and it, it, it took us, I'd say about nine weeks, uh, multiple uh, trial and error hardware and software. And again, you know, uh, <clears throat> You know, IT is not my background, but I, I've dealt with hardware and, and computers my entire career. So I was able to put something together that worked, that allowed us to uh, have an interactive platform. In other words, we created a green virtual green room, a virtual stage. People can come up on stage and interact with the band. We had polls. We had uh, we have um, a uh, like a, a chat bar, all this stuff. And then I just you know introduced it to the market, and we called every parish and every diocese literally uh, in the country. Uh, we hired a small PR firm and we did a, 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 a come and see event in August. And by September, we started getting flooded with calls. And from September and March of the following year, we did just under 65 virtual events all over the country. So what happened is that the Holy Spirit um, enlightened us, enlightened me that there's a need, there's there's a, a desire within the church to continue formation for a period where we weren't allowed to get together because of the pandemic. So in answer to your question, <clears throat> so that led me to understand that, you know, there's a real need for <clears throat> content in a mobile remote way. And um, <clears throat> I've always had a desire, uh, given the uh, uh, current uh, threat of, uh, you know, um, these other uh, entities like YouTube or social media ripping down conservative and Catholic content. I said, we have to build our own platform that we will have no fear putting all our stuff up there and then organize it in such a way that we can also continue to do live events through, which is what we did. We, we developed our own app and channel, which is called the Array of Hope channel. And we continued with the same model of having it completely interactive and live and to be able to do retreats and events through our own channel. So now we put all our content on our channel. We have 300X films. We're working with partners. I think that's what you had said. Uh, we're working with other filmmakers, but we're also making it available to dioceses and parishes all over the country that if you want to bring in uh, a virtual event or event that you want to kind of keep your kids or families in a remote context, we can help you do that. And we could put together a theme or a program and make it very informative, very exciting, very engaging, uh, and still be able to serve you in a way that's necessary for you to continue uh, what you're doing there, you know, within the parish. So uh, in answer to your question, Joe, that's sort of what the Array of Hope channel functions as now. We only, uh, we officially launched it actually in January of this year, but it's been unofficially launched this past uh 2001 in September, we kind of threw it up and said we were working out all the nicks and crannies and still doing events through it. And I was in prototype for a long, long time, but it, it's functional now. How, how awesome. do people get involved with the channel? I mean, like say, yeah, someone, yeah cause I think that's important. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in the app store. So if you were going on your phone right now and dial in a ray of hope, we're going to come up. We're on uh, Roku, Apple TV, all that stuff. Just dial in a ray of hope. And if you want to go to our website, it's watch w a t c h dot array of hope net. But if you go to our rep, a regular website, which is arrayofhope.net, it'll navigate you right to our, our channel. So it's easy to find. You just type in Array of Hope on Google and you'll be able to find it. 
Well, Mario Costabile is joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Resinola, and the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. It's so vitally important. Mario, the, the way I look at it is this. Our enemy's worst nightmare is three guys like us with our <laughs> with our eyes wide open, mm. if, if, if you know what I mean. that The problem in America is... A lot of times people haven't, for whatever reason, okay, um, you know, haven't stepped up. Their worst nightmare is Catholic men in particular mm. stepping up to evangelize this culture. And you're doing it. You're doing it in the language of the culture. So you're doing it with the with the movies, with the music. You're doing it with like let's say using those, you know, that media. Let me ask you this, and we're, this is probably too long to answer in about the four or five minutes we have. What are what are some of the offerings? Of of Arejo, particularly your favorites, like 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 what what can our audience expect when they go on Arejo? What are they going to see? Well, um, we have content that really is diverse. I mean, we have content that's designed for teenagers. Uh, we have little films that are called Bits of Hope. We have lots of music. Uh, I mean, kids are so attracted to young people playing music and sharing the faith and witnessing the faith. So we have a lot of stuff, uh, behind the scene footage of development of that. Um, we have a lot of films on the saints. We have, um, we share a lot of films and we've created content for people that are doing extraordinary things. It's called our, uh, our um, everyday hero segments which are amazing um i've interviewed you know dozens of uh, uh catholic uh artists actors um uh, politicians and those are called our spotlight series and the spotlight series shares what these men and women are doing it, uh, it through um their profession and spotlighting the Catholic Church. So we have a lot of really interesting things that uh, makes us a little different in in the approach. Um, you know, like yourselves, there's a lot of great stuff going on in the Catholic Church as far as evangelization. The last thing we want to do uh, as here at Array of Hope is, you know, duplicate or do something that someone else is doing well. You know, uh, I think what the Holy Spirit is revealing here at Array of Hope is finding out where the opportunities are and where the need is within the church. And that's where we're going. You know, we're going to places where um, young people are um, confused or distracted or drawn to other things that might be bad in their lives. We're, we're trying to reach out parents to give them resources to help them catechize their kids. We just developed something called the Happiest Mothers and Daughters Project, which is about sharing the beauty of sexuality to young teenage girls through their mother. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm excited about, uh, to, to your point, that I think uh, that we're doing. You know, it's amazing because we talk to a lot of people, too. We've, we've been doing this on Veritas for just about a year, and we've talked to a lot of different people. Um, and these are people like you. Listen, you're a successful guy. You have a lot of gifts, and you're using them. You see, that's what John Paul too. That's the new evangelization. You know, people who listen to this, they did, you know, and I hope they're picking up on that. Like you got out of the boat. You're just like, listen, I've done this. I have some experience and you know, some I'm going to evangelize this culture. There's a need. I'm going to jump in. That's similar to what Joe and I did. A good priest basically encouraged us to start this. We think I, I don't, I, I work in a bank. This is not what I do. Do you know what I'm saying? And if you yeah. said this to me when I was in college that I would be on the radio, I would be like, you're crazy. And if you told me that I'd be talking about the Catholic faith, my roommates would have told you you were crazy. Right. So right, I mean, right. but here we are. So I mean, like, all you got to do is step out of the boat. Everyone has something to offer. Yeah. You know what? To, to your point, I, I think um, – uh, people are, are fearful of that because they don't know what to expect or they feel that they're going to be out of their comfort zone. Uh, but what I want to tell your listeners is this, um, you know, my whole career, I've been a workaholic. I, I, I worked my butt off. Uh, I work, uh, first of all, I loved what I've, I've always done. And uh, I found a lot of, of happiness in, in the work that I've done. But when I said yes to the Lord, um, which is now, you know, it, it's been about 11, 12 years. Uh, I just hit my 60s. I am working harder and longer than I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, but it doesn't feel that way. Uh, I have a sense of joy and purpose that I've never felt. So the surprise for me, and I want to share with your listeners, is that God will reward you in ways that you never expected. So, Mario, uh, I want to I, I want to cut you off right there. I want you to keep telling that story, all right? But we have to sure. take a break, okay. unfortunately. Okay. 
You're okay. at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello, and we're in the breach. We're in the breach with Mario uh, Costabile, who's the executive director of Array of Hope. We love it. We're, I'm going to download the app. Joe doesn't have a cell phone, Mario. God bless him. Um, um, but, I, uh... <laughs> but I do. So I'm going to download the app uh, after this conversation. But in the meantime, you're listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, Joe Pasillo, Joe Resinello. Uh, make sure you download, talking of apps, the Veritas Catholic Network mobile app. Make sure you download the Array of Hope app all right because there's a lot to be uh, a lot that mario's offering on there but stick around because we have about another half hour of this fabulous conversation we'll be right back hey you know about our veritas shows right all five it starts every sunday at 5 p.m with the Frontline with joe and joe their guests include the biggest names in the catholic world and joe and joe talk to them from the perspective of the everyday catholic Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank. This is your chance to hear Bishop Frank Caggiano talk about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. That's when you can hear It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. It's a late night show on Catholic Radio, and Liv mixes faith with humor, games, and dynamic interviews. There's a double dose of shows on Friday. First, at noon, it's Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Then, at 12.30 on Fridays, you can hear the focus on Veritas, where Peter Sonsky puts the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Resinello. Way in the breach with Mario Costabile, the executive director of Array of Hope. We're on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Mario, I cut you off to go to a break at the end of the segment. I was digging your story. Please continue it. Um, well, I was just saying that um, it is uh, the Lord... Um, the, the Lord rewards you if you are obedient in ways that you never expected. So the one thing I wanted to share with your listeners is that um, I've, I've got this fire uh, in my uh, in my gut, wherever it might lie, in my spirit, that I just get up at night, uh, rather I get up every morning just excited to do what I do. You know, I was always very excited about working in, in my job, but now it's even more, I feel like there's a, I, I feel that there's a sense of urgency that uh, what the Lord has placed on my heart, um, uh, the message is so vital, so important, so critical to the culture that I want to try to save as many people as I can uh, to bring them to Christ. So um, they recognize who Christ is, who his church is, and uh, move toward uh, salvation, really. So um, that's really the crux of that. It's the a funny wonderful thing is, I'm story. Gonna hand, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Um, the funny thing about what you said, Mario, I, I think you've been listening to the front line with Joe and Joe, because we say that all the time. Joe works in a bank. I work in a restaurant, okay? We don't hate our jobs. We're not those guys, oh, we hate our jobs. But I'll tell you this. Joe anticipates retiring at some point, and so do I. But if you told me I could do this for the greater glory of God, I'll do it to the day I drop dead. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it's just, it's it's sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's frustrating, because you have to talk about a lot of craziness going on out there, quite frankly, outright evil. Uh, you know, uh, many areas of our culture are just flat out evil. So those things can be a little bit uh, trying, can be a little bit frustrating and, and sad um, and raise our anger. But at the end of the day, to, to, to work for God, to evangelize people, to, to even think in your heart and in your mind, you, you could have been responsible. You may have been responsible for bringing somebody back to the sacraments of the church or, or to the sacraments of the church. Like I said, Mario, I'll do that. If the good Lord wants to keep me to keep me here till I'm 109, just put the microphone in front of me. I'll keep going. <laughs> Same with Joe. Yeah. Joe Racinello, where are we headed? Well, you know, you talked about like reaching people. You know, there is a thirst now, I think, more than ever, because I always say this, you know, just look out your window. You know, you you know, you live in New Jersey. We live in New Jersey. I mean, people listen to us all over the country. Um, look out your window. Look at your friends. Look at people in your family. I always say this to people who are outside of the church or who are away from God. Is it working? Mm. Is it working? 
you don't have to, and and that's where stuff like a ray of hope uh veritas catholic network the joe and joe show we're reaching a hand i mean i you don't even like to be honest with you because that was what brought me into the church i mean i tried it my way and i'll be honest with you it doesn't work and period like like and men have to get that through their head god is came here to save us from who ourselves and your station and what we do it's basically just throwing that hand out to people people just have to just ask themselves that question is it working and here's the deal there's something better out there give it a shot i mean what do you think about that because i mean i say that all the time people i mean guys is it working are your choices working doesn't seem that way yeah i mean in in part when i was um you know, involved in a, a lot of my secular work. I remember just, you know, going out with the guys and, you know, uh, going to a diner or a bar or whatever and just hanging out. And, uh, and uh, you know, you, you asked, hey, you happy? Because I'm uh, happy, you know, you know I just go through it. It's the day-to-day routine, you know. Uh, you know, I, I got, you know, it, they're always, you could sense that there's no joy in most men. They, they're like, oh, I hate my job. I hate my wife. You know, it's like my kids are a pain. It's like, you know, and it's a common response uh, that you hear. And uh, the, the sad part is often, uh, uh, at least for men, they don't have the strength to make that change. They don't have the um, desire to change it. It's like they're in their routine. They want to get their years, you know, they want to get to retirement and then what, you know? So one of the things that um, uh, I try to do uh, when we share the faith through a ray of hope, and even when I'm speaking to personal friends or colleagues and whatnot, um, I, I I try to uh, create a sense of uh, uh, developing uh, or, or, or 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 addressing the doubt that they might have about who God is, developing their intellect through conversation. Um, what what is it that they they're questioning or that they have disbelief of? disbelief about and then showing the opposing view you know i think where the the lack uh uh in our culture in our families today is at the lack of formation the lack of catechesis so because of that you know there's no foundation there, there's nowhere to go there's no you know their 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 faith is resting on sand and that just you know that doesn't work you know so when they're in crisis mode when they're in doubt when they're not happy there's nowhere to turn for them uh and unfortunately giving um really what's happening in our church the, the church is uh in a, in a point today that is is weak uh and is having difficulty to evangelize and drawing people back so i think lay apostles such as ours ever the more it's ever the more crucial and important for what we do and i think in part through entertainment through uh high quality imagery and music and what like what ray of hope does is that we have to show the rationale of who God is. We have to show the logic of what Jesus did and um, show um, um, the, the beauty of what Jesus is and was, you know, and God is. Uh, and always point it toward love. You know, love is a, an emotion, a feeling that was innately given to us by God. You know, we possess all of that in our soul, right? Uh, and then have the person that you're speaking to recognize that, you know, where does that come from? You know, uh, how does it affect you? Well, there's a way that we can tap into that. I think what we do at Array of Hope and what I've done uh, in many parts of my um, career is that I try to instill doubt in the person that you're evangelizing to, in the doubt in the position that they hold. And once you instill doubt and show a logical progression of where they can find joy uh, and offer them um, some uh, solutions, uh, I think the Holy Spirit engages and, and takes over. You know, Absolutely. I think you're right. And joy is the net that catches souls. You see, that's true. You know, if you're going to invite someone to a club, we'll say the Elks Club, you know, in, in uh, you know, East Rutherford, New Jersey, and everyone in there is a dour face and they're drinking, uh, you know, stale Coke. You know what I mean? Like, like, and it's a misery. Or, or, or heaven forbid, they're drinking doors. Yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it's a misery. You're not going to join that club. It's the same thing, you know. And that's why I, I'll tell you. I mean, 
Joe and I are normal people. So are you. You're a normal guy. And like, because people have these like ideas of people who are religious, who aren't religious. Like you're some whatever. I don't know what you are, but you're not like a regular guy that went to college that likes to have a beer, go out. You're a normal person. You're functioning. You pay your bills. You have wife and kids and you believe in God. And guess what? I believe in his church. Guess what? There's one church. He founded one. It's the Catholic Church. It's efficacious. Why? Because of the sacraments. My life is better. He takes nothing from me. He gives me. He doesn't take from me, and I'm happy. You see, people have to see that. You see, it comes down. Men want to see. They don't want to, you know, like logically, you could tell them something, you know, they, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, well, Joe, let me pick up on that because I want to ask Mario something uh, along those lines. Okay. Um, the importance you mentioned, I think you mentioned leadership or one of you guys mentioned leadership. I think anybody could sit around and say, well, you know, you know, we, we, you know, these bishops or this or that, or, you know, and the priests and all that. Right. My attitude is this. There's been ups and downs in the church throughout history. You mentioned the church is currently weak. I think you have to be a blind man not to see that, okay? But if you're a lay person who you got some complaints about the leadership, well, get up off your butt and do it yourself. What do you think? You think you think if the bishops were all acting, uh, which God willing they would, let's say all acting a certain way and all saying the same thing, that's going to evangelize the culture? No. My argument would be that's great and we need that. But my attitude is, no, they need to see Mario, Joe, and Joe, and every other Catholic man out there, number one, with the joy you guys are talking about, and living the Catholic faith, living the Catholic life. There's, you want to be the magnet. Listen, if we, start, if we acted that way, Catholic men in America, we change this culture like that. Like that, we change this culture. That's mm -hmm. what people need. I love your comments on that, Mario. Yeah, I think, well, to your point, Joe, uh, uh, to evangelize through example, you know, um, if if you are uh, authentic uh, and you're not a hypocrite, you, you know, you you do what you say. Uh, I mean, people can detect the hypocrisy right away, uh, and you 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 um, share and, and speak with people in a very loving way. People will start to say, "What's with that guy?" You know why? You know, I make a point. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I have an addiction at Starbucks. I go and get my Starbucks daily, and I always make a point of going in there and really being like hey guys how you doing hey well thank you you know or, or if someone says how's your day i say it's great how's yours you know and i remember a couple of times in starbucks that i've never gone into they say you know well, what makes you so happy well you know the gift of life where where we have the air we breathe our health uh god you know and they're like looking at me like you know, so I believe in planting sands, uh, seeds of grace in people. You know, if they ask, you know, just throw it. Say, hey, this is why I'm happy. You know, this is what this is what makes me joyful. Uh, and I think that's a God moment in people. You know, uh, if they were to ask, you don't have to be a blatant uh, sort of like uh, you know uh, holy roller or Jesus freak as they call you. But if you if you share your joy and then they ask you, then you're obligated to just tell them, well, you know, I'm happy because gods in my life really what i you know? think people have to connect and this is a big one if you ask me that that the world has not figured out um that a blockhead like myself has is that you accomplish those things through grace and you get grace through the sacraments you see christ established a hospital it's called the Catholic Church, and it's not for saints. It's for sinners. I'm Catholic because of the sacraments and because they're efficacious. I go to confession. I receive the Eucharist in a state of grace, and that enables me to do what you just talked about. You see, why is it every year on New Year's Day, you see 100 people jogging, everyone has their resolution, but they don't carry through. Why? No grace. Anyone could write the answer down. I know the answer. Do it. Different story. What enables you to do it? The sacraments. Why do you have a good marriage? It's a sacrament. Why do you be kind? The sacraments. Why do you feel peace? Confession. This is real, tangible. The world has to connect to that. That's the medicine for the world.
Talk about the sacramental life, because I'll be honest with you, you could lay it all out. Rick Warren wrote a famous book. What was it? The, the Purpose Driven Life. I read it. it. It was watered down Catholicism. To be honest with you, I read the book. I said to myself, I'm a Catholic. This guy basically took a page at like it's watered down Catholicism. He made a gazillion dollars. Now do it. How do you do it, Rick? The sacraments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100%. I'll tell you my my sacrament story. Um, so uh, in my, my reversion story, I had a big hang up with confession, uh, my pride, ego, uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with going up to another man and revealing to him, you know, my sins. Uh, so that took a lot of work to try to understand what that why that was and and i got my answers through reading scripture you know and how jesus gave that authority to you know to the to our to our priests uh and our ordained but the the big transformative moment for me was um uh i guess it was about 14 years ago my mom uh, who i had a very deep beautiful relationship with I, w- I was pretty much raised just by my mom i had a father but he was very not really engaged in my life to Italian men, you can relate. He was a very hard man from Italy. I was, I'm first generation. He was a very, he was an immigrant, uh, had a difficult relationship with him. So my mom raised me for the most part, uh, very, very close to her. I mean, I loved her more than every anything, you know? Um, so she got sick and she got terminally ill uh, and it was dire. She was 84 years old and I was freaking out, you know? And um, I said to God, this was sort of at the, sort of at the, in my, part of my journey it was my my big sort of trend, my third transformative event that happened in my life that completed my reversions back. I said to God, listen, God, um, I will go to church every single day if you just let my mom live, if you heal her. Okay. I'm sure we've all done this, right? Something happens in our life and we're making deals with God, like God's going to listen. Or at the time I'm saying, God, you, you got to come through. So I started going to daily mass. I'd never done this before in my life. Uh, and uh, every morning, nine o'clock, go to my church. A month would go by, two months would go by. My mom had a little bit of uh, development. She'd get a little bit better, and then she got really, really sick. Six months would go by, nine months go by, she passed away. Uh, but around that time, something was changing in me, and I didn't understand it. Uh, and uh, I was able to deal with my mom's death because um, I was getting closer to God because of going to daily mass. Uh, but then I realized God just gave me an epiphany. He gave me a realization that things were changing because I was receiving the Eucharist, the body of Christ on a daily basis. The sacrament enabled me to lift a veil. I could see and understand the teachings of the church with clarity. I was able to really uh, be able to discern more readily. I was able to uh, make decisions uh, easier easier uh, because the sacrament enabled me to have that sense of trust and and uh, clarity. Now to your point, Joe, well, well okay, well, what is that? You know, well, that's grace. Well, what's grace? Well, I when I give presentations to young people, I say, well, guys, you know what grace is? Oh, you know, Hail Mary, you know, bless me, Father, you know, or, or like, you know, thank us for this food. I said, no, no, that, that's not grace. What is grace and where does it come from? And I explain to them and I say, how many people out there know what PF Flyers is? No one raises their hand. You guys probably do. Remember the sneakers, PF Flyers? I, I have Honestly, a vague, yeah, I don't. a vague memory. Oh my God, am I older than you guys? A little, little bit. A little, little bit. bit. You said you're in <laughs> your sixties. I'm not quite there yet. Neither is okay. Joe. No offense, Mario. That's okay. Uh, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, well, let me explain. So PF Flyers was really popular in the 70s. They were sneakers, and I was very athletic. So their motto, their theme was, uh, buy PF Flyers and make you run faster and jump higher. So I said, I got to get these sneakers. (laughs) I love it. I got to get these sneakers because I want to be able to run fast. So I get these sneakers, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm a Superman, you know? So the idea of what grace is, uh, is that it's like the PF flyers. It makes you do something beyond what you can, you're capable of doing yourself. So I say, if I got these sneakers, I'm going to beat these guys in a race. I'm going to be able to play basketball, blah, 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 thinking that's what it is, but that's exactly what grace is. So what grace does, it gives you an ability, a supernatural ability beyond what you can do yourself. God does for you. So once I figured this thing out, I said, Oh my God, I need this 
I need this grace every day for, for the rest of my life, just to get through the stress, just to get through uh, the difficulties that life brings. I said, and I feel it now. If I miss daily mass two, three days in a row, I'm saying, oh my, you know, I, I feel that the gasoline, uh, the tank is going lower because I don't have that supernatural ability. I don't have that super quality that I don't possess. So, I think that's the best way that I've been able to explain what grace is, how how it equates to the sacraments, because that's what the sacraments are. The sacraments empower you with supernatural grace, or else it wouldn't mean anything, right? Absolutely, so, it elevates you know, your nature. There's right. no question about that. That is real. And and yeah. people, what I would say to someone is, if you don't believe me, go to confession. You will come out different. Yeah, it's you will walk out of that box different. And Absolutely. that's a fact. That's an encounter with God. Absolutely. Mario Costabile joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello. Uh, we have about 10 minutes. I want to get into a couple things. Mario, I really want you to promote uh, Array of Hope, which you've done, and we talked about it, and we emphasize to everybody, go download the app, check it out, okay, um, and, and, and see what Array of Hope has to offer. But there is an event, Mario, that is coming up on February 8th, I believe, uh, yeah, the Rise yeah. Up Live. Yeah. Okay, we really want you to uh, introduce that to our audience and, sure. and, and tell them what's about and, 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 uh, and how sure. they could get there. So uh, the Array of Hope app is also a channel. So you could see it on Roku, you could see it on Apple TV, you could see it, you know, you could see it in a multiple ways you know, on your phone, etc. So one of the things that our uh, app and our channel does uh, very well is that we have an interactive live component. So what it is, this Rise Up Live event is a, like a weekly Catholic variety show. So it's gonna be, um, there's gonna be music, there's gonna be guests, there's gonna be witnessing, there's gonna be various sections on various parts of theology. Uh, Predominantly, it's going to be entertainment and drawing people together. It's going to be very family-based, although teenagers can experience it because there'll be young people on it. And uh, older people can experience it because there'll be some matters that we'll, we'll be able to go a little bit deeper in our faith. So it's sort of like a Catholic uh, variety show that we plan to do week weekly uh, that will be featured and premiere on February 8th on our channel. Uh, Offshoots of that, we plan on doing other types of weekly events uh, that'll we're going to be developing hosts and talents. We're going to have a Hispanic young person that we're going to be developing. Her name is Kiki. That's going to be released in April, where we're going to talk about all things Hispanic and what does it mean to be a young single woman in our culture today. You know, uh, we have another one that is going to be a young, uh, young adult man and what does it mean to be a young man in, in being Catholic. Uh, we have an idea of having something called chaotic sanctity and, and featuring young families, uh, you know, young parents that are raising young kids. And what is that like to raise a young family? So there's a lot of ideas that we're developing that are all going to be weekly uh, releases on our channel. But the first one is this Rise Up Live, which is uh, this weekly sort of Catholic variety show. And people get that just through like uh, downloading your app and they could. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. You just download the app and then you'll get notifications that, you know, uh, and emails that the show is being launched and this is what's on this week. It's just like, um, you know, uh, I'm sure you get, uh, if you, anyone that subscribes to Netflix, you get an email and these are the upcoming events for the month. So we do that as well. So all the new upcoming films and programs that are being released, uh, you'll be notified. And if you want to watch them, you can watch them. Yeah, no, that that that's awesome. But and the thing is too, it's it's so beautiful because usually the notifications people are getting on their phone, Mario Costabile joining us at the front line, are not the ones you want your kids getting. Yeah. Okay. But the ones from Array of Hope, those are the ones, those are the notifications you want you. So so get rid of all those other apps, you parents. Okay. <laughs> and get Array of Hope so your kids are getting notifications that you could trust and something that's going to be beneficial. Joe, we have about five minutes. I wanted to talk about prayer, Joe. I didn't know where you wanted to go. I want to talk about the we talked about the necessity of of the sacraments. I want to know how Mario basically talks on Array of Hope about prayer, but you take it over. Actually, we could, we that's important, his daily prayer life, and we could touch on that um, after. I just wanted to ask him one question, though. Go ahead. You, you know, one of the things that you emphasized in your bio in developing Array of Hope is to unite families. I think that's so needed. Mm. What drove you 
like to that basic, like, you know, mission, because I think it's a needed mission. Then we could talk briefly about your daily prayer life. You say you go to daily mass. Are you a rosary guy? Mm -hmm. I bet you are. Guy like named by the name of Mario has to pray the rosary. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. uh, You know, as the family goes, so goes the nation, St. John Paul. So it it is... um, I, I think the entire, uh, I think the church, the family is the domestic church, right? I think the importance of family structure and having a faith-filled family is important, not only for the parents, because I think parents uh, today are struggling with just keeping their kids connected as a family unit and the distractions and the temptations that young people have today, uh, but also being able to uh, keep them connected uh, when they leave the home, you know, faith unites the family. And and I think that's really the core of our faith is by parents, you know, uh, being examples uh, in drawing people to the church. Uh, this is something that I think is really, really needed because even parents themselves, uh, we talked about this lack the catechesis and the formation to know how to do that. So a ray of hope really makes an effort to first of all, educate and, and inform and show the importance of, of uh, you know, keeping the family intact, you know, through faith. And you mentioned, Joe mentioned prayer. I mean, outside of daily mass, what else do you got, do you do, um, particularly with your wife? Um, we're big rosary people. Yeah. Um, me and yeah. my wife, we pray the rosary every night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I came to know and love Our Lady uh, about f- three years ago. Uh, so it was very late in life. I didn't understand her. And I I, uh, um, I was uh, blessed with having an opportunity to do a TV special on Fatima called Fatima Gems with the late Father uh, uh, Andrew Apostoli. And the Lord knew that I needed her to, you know, start taking her, his mother series. And uh, as a result of that, I, I consecrated myself and a ray of hope to Our Lady uh, three, four years ago. So I am a, a person that does the rosary daily. I try to do it every single day. I also became very devout and uh, I had a, a deep appreciation for Sister Faustina. So we do the, the chaplet every day at three o'clock as an organization. Uh, you could join us on, on Instagram and we do it live. So guys, just tap into our Instagram account and people that are listening, we do the chaplet live. So uh, outside of those uh, regimented prayers at certain times of the day, I try to do evening prayer. And of course, I go to mass every day, which is uh, a prayer in itself. Um, I think that keeps me rooted. Uh, It keeps me um, aligned with the Lord's will. Uh, I think it's challenging the more and more we become uh, connected to our own uh, spiritual journey uh, to recognize what the Lord wants us in our life. And, And I feel like I have a, a big responsibility running a ray of hope in that organization that I have to really be connected. And if I, if I disconnect a little bit, I'm not serving a ray of hope or myself very well. So um, that keeps me, you know, sort of together. And of course, I, you know, I got a spiritual director as well. First time uh, in my life, I got a, a Franciscan friar of the renewal. Uh, we're very close to them. And I have, I've had a spiritual director now for about three years that really, I would recommend it to everyone, especially men, uh, to do an examination of how your spiritual and your soul is developing uh, by someone who's trained and very faithful and, and holy themselves, uh, really keeps us aligned. I, I, I want to just, because uh, we only have a couple minutes left, Mario Costabile joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Uh, you mentioned the Franciscan friar, Friars of the Renewal. Joe and I, um, you know, thank God they're in our lives. I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, sure. I like you go with your spiritual direction with a, with a priest there. But the only reason I'm bringing them up is, uh, and like I said, in the short time we have, the, it reminds me of, of the need to give. Um, we could give with the friars, with the Sisters of Life and others. We could volunteer on a local level, really enter into some very holy places. Because when you're around, particularly like the CFRs or the Sisters of Life, you know, you're around holy people. Uh, in, in about a minute or so, a couple minutes, minute and a half, um, talk about the need to volunteer, to give of your time, not just your money, not just, that's all important, but to actually give of your time. Maybe find some of these organizations um, and get involved, soup kitchen and the like, if you want to spend a minute talking about that, Mario. 
Um, well, pre-COVID, uh, with my daughter, Lauren, we used to go to the soup kitchen in Newark with the Sisters of Life. Um, uh, but since then, I haven't been too involved with uh, organizations because of the demands of Array of Hope. We're indirectly involved with them already. So I do a lot of stuff with the Franciscan Friars. They used to have this Saturday thing in Newark where we would, you know, clean up the place and a lot of men would get together. But that sort of has pared down since COVID. So uh, indirectly, uh, it's really through Array of hope that I, I I offer a lot of my time through really our our partners uh, in evangelization. Okay, it's funny. I mean, we, a CFR started this with us to be true. Oh, wow. it. It's kind of nuts uh, when you mentioned that. I'm just kind of like you're you're uh, like our cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so like we're we're kind of like involved with them too. He inspired us to start this show. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. They're, they're beautiful. Mario, uh, 30 seconds, final thoughts one more time. Tell people about Rise Up and tell people where they can find Array of Hope. Just the A-R-R-A-Y of Hope. Just type it in your app store or, uh, you know, uh, Apple TV, Roku, uh, Google it. We're, we're everywhere. So we'd love to uh, evangelize to you and show the beauty of the Catholic Church to you. Absolutely. And Rise Up, they can find on the app. They'll get a notification. Yep. Yep. That's going to happen. I will just say it now. That should be, Mario, correct me if I'm wrong, February 8th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Right on. Beautiful thing, brother. Okay. Mario, right. keep fighting the fight. We want to thank you, you for being at the front line with Joe and Joe. You're welcome back on this show anytime because you're in, you're in the breach, Mario. You're right, in the man. breach. And, uh, and, we, and we all have to stick together. And in the Amen. meantime, I'm going to... Thank you all out there for joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Resinello on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 13, excuse me, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York metropolitan area. Uh, so you know to download the Array of Hope app. Make sure you download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network app so that you can have access to all of our station's content. And if you would be so kind, The Frontline TV, The Frontline TV on YouTube. Uh, that is our um, our social media channel where you can find Joe and I and a lot of other great programming. And in the meantime, remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.